0: As always, if any of the stories that I'm about to share with you are of interest, you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org, where you will find links to all of the stories we're about to discuss. Let's jump in with the first story of the week, research program helping to understand COVID. All of us shared the work that it is doing on COVID-19 and its impact on different communities. All of Us is a national medical research program that individuals can join to help make medical research more inclusive of diverse populations. They've been doing a lot to reach out to the LGBT community because we know that LGBT folks are not included in a lot of uh, general health information that's collected, for example, cases around COVID or other things like cancer databases and a lot of different sources of health information. So the All of Us program is one way that the um, the federal government is working to gather more health data so that we can really look at different populations who may not be included in all these other um, instruments that we have to understand. Understand health. Anyway, with respect to COVID, this new uh, infographic shows all the work that they're doing um, around the pandemic. One thing is testing the blood for antibodies, which basically um, allows um, researchers to see, you know, even if someone didn't have symptoms, didn't even know that they had the virus, they're able to go back and look and see, you know, do they have antibodies, which means that they did have the virus. Another step is surveying how things like housing and food security have been impacted for people as they make their way through this pandemic. Finally, they're also looking at health records to kind of understand how COVID impacts people differently and to try to see why some people, you know, really suffer um, with a lot of symptoms or, you know, even unfortunately with death, while other people are able to, you know, get by relatively um, easily or not even notice that they have the virus. So really a lot of interesting research that is happening that really touches on a lot of the things that we've been covering on the blog the last few months. And the cool thing is that you can participate yourself and help contribute to this body of research. So if you're interested, just go to joinallofus.org. Next up, cardiovascular health, an issue for LGBT adults. Now this story relates directly to the first one because it's an example of an area where we need more data. The American Heart Association published a statement calling for more research on LGBT cardiovascular health. They say that LGBT adults face a lot of stressors like discrimination, also have a lot of problems in accessing care, and that these things could exacerbate problems for heart health and, you know, both having problems to begin with and also getting the care that people need to make sure that that doesn't escalate. They also say, however, that there's really not a lot of research, and that's kind of the point of the statement, is that more needs to be done to study this population. They also call for medical uh, education to be more inclusive, basically so that people, you know, feel comfortable going to their providers and that providers understand more about LGBT health, understand risk factors and that kind of thing, so that they're able to better serve this population. In our next story, intersectional issues face queer Latinx youth. PopSugar reported on the mental health challenges facing LGBT Latinx youth. Recent research has found high rates of attempted self-harm in this group, with researchers crediting this to the intersectional discrimination faced by LGBT Latinx youth, especially those who are trans or non-binary. Fear surrounding immigration issues, for example, either relating to someone's personal immigration status or that of someone close to them was a major factor in suicide attempt risk for queer Latinx youth, which shows that, you know, all of these identities are are overlapping and intersecting For youth of color and that, you know, we can't kind of separate their LGBTQ identities from their uh, identities as people of color when we think about what are all the stressors, like what's going on that is making it hard for these youth to cope and to have good mental health. Next up, exploring LGBTQ plus history month. Romper explored the backstory and purpose behind LGBTQ History Month, which is recognized in October after a history teacher in Missouri decided that students needed to learn more about the LGBTQ community's experiences. Learning about one's own community's history is also a protective factor for LGBT youth that reduces the toll of stress and discrimination on their health. So it's really something that's good for for non-LGBTQ students because it teaches them about others and kind of opens up their minds, makes them less likely perhaps to, to bully those youth or to treat them differently. And then for LGBTQ youth, seeing themselves reflected in the classroom is also really important. So really, it benefits everyone. Our next story looks at applying HIV stigma lessons to COVID-19. UNAIDS published a new report that applies what advocates and researchers have learned about reducing HIV-related stigma to the COVID-19 pandemic. The agency points to issues of discrimination that have been happening during the pandemic, such as xenophobia, as well as the targeting of vulnerable populations for supposedly violating uh, different rules regarding the pandemic, and that includes LGBT folks as well as others such as sex workers. And basically, they're saying that, you know, we can look at what we've learned from HIV related stigma over the past several decades, and what's been successful in countering that to uh, inform what's going on during the COVID-19 pandemic and future public health crises. And finally for this week, HIV among queer Latinx men. The CDC published new information about gay and bisexual Latinx men, including that they comprised 21% of new HIV cases in 2018, which is a hugely disproportionate number given their size of the total population. Remember, this isn't just Latinx individuals, it's gay and bisexual Latinx individuals. Two in three of these cases were among queer Latinx men aged 13 to 34, indicating that the burden of HIV was particularly pronounced in Latinx youth and young adults. Well, that does it for another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. As always, if you want to read more about any of the stories we just shared, go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org where you will find all of the links that you need. Stay well and tune in again next week for another edition of The Roundup.